0: Welcome to Simply Put with Sarah and Amanda, where we take the most pressing issues facing our world today and make them a bit more simple. Brought to you by Girls in Journalism. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And thank Thank you for for joining joining us us today. today. So,
1: Amanda, what are we drinking today?
0: Okay, so today I have a white chocolate mocha from Copper Rock, obviously. Um, it's really good. It's a new thing that I tried, and, yeah, I'll probably go back to my normal drink, but it was a fun little adventure.
1: (laughs) I got a caramel cream ice latte, as usual. I just really like caramel, and I try other ones, and they're just not as good. So, I'm just sticking with my normal. Yeah,
0: I get you, I get you.
1: Now, moving on to our new segment, Favorite Headline of the Week. Amanda, what is your favorite headline you read this week?
0: Okay, so my favorite headline of the article that I read this week is from the New York Times. Um, I saw it. I'm addicted to Twitter, but that's a whole other rant. And so one of my favorite people that I follow on Twitter, Ezra Klein, um, tweeted out an article, and it's called the, The Danger of the big tech media companies that censored Trump. I don't remember the exact title, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, It's from the New York Times. And basically it just talks about how, you know, the censorship of Trump and, you know, how that plays out in different situations. It also kind of touched on how everyone's saying, like, this is communism or whatever. Like, talked about how, like, in China they would not stand – like, they would be shocked if, like – a big media company like shut their president up. So how it's not really communism and really great article, really well done. And I definitely recommend it.
1: So my headline of the week literally made me laugh out loud. I just found it hilarious. It's from CNN and it's Democrats quote, want to cancel the president house <laughs> Republican says, and I could just imagine it, it's GOP rep Jim Jordan. I can just imagine this, like, old white dude saying this. And just, it's just hysterical because for a multitude of reasons. One, Trump is, like, the biggest cancel culture queen of all time. How many times has he, like, quote, canceled people on Twitter? <laughs> and secondly, this isn't, it's not canceling if he actually did something wrong and he's inciting violence against the US Capitol building. I just, just the audacity of GOP Republicans sometimes just really gets me, but it's okay. <laughs> but it just, it just really made me laugh. But yeah, that was definitely by far my favorite headline this week. <laughs>
0: Alright, so before we get into today's episode, we wanted to tell you all about Girls in Journalism, an organization that celebrates the role of women in journalism and encourages girls in their journalistic pursuits. If you're looking for a place to find informative, important, and objective news, Girls in Journalism is the place for you. We have writers and commentators from all backgrounds with all beliefs from across the country. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Girls in Journalism today.
1: Today, we are discussing the events of January 6th at the United States Capitol and the current discussions over big tech and censorship.
0: So, Amanda, what happened on January 6th? Okay, so let's talk about uh, the attempted coup, essentially. So, what happened was, so Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to come to uh, Washington, D.C., And a lot of information is continuing to come out saying that, like, companies sponsored this a lot, like, a lot of people bought hotel rooms and, like, took this trip, like, to D.C. to, like, show their support for President Trump. However, things quickly got very violent at the Capitol. So Donald Trump gave a speech, which we have a, a clip of it to show. And essentially, he gave a speech and then they marched to the Capitol and a pretty strong percentage of the quote-unquote protesters, I would prefer to call it a mob, basically just broke windows and broke into the Capitol building in attempt to distract the certification of the election. Five people were killed. I know at least one of them was a Capitol Police officer. One of them was a woman um, who who's breaking through a window and Yeah, it was definitely a very dark time in terms of, like, events that have happened in this country.
1: Honestly, I think mob is is too light a word. Yeah. These were domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not sugarcoating it. They broke federal law and stormed the Capitol building. They hurt police officers in the process. And and they they were domestic terrorists. This is a coup attempt Mm -hmm. on our government, and it should be treated as such. Uh, we're going to play a little clip from Trump's rally just right before the march on the Capitol started.
2: And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on are brave senators and congressmen and women and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness you have to show strength and you have to be strong
1: so <laughs> those are his words there is no cutting things together there there's nothing about that those were Trump Trump literally telling his supporters to march on the Capitol to not show weakness and to cheer on uh, Republican congressmen and women who are trying to overturn the result of a fair
0: election free and fair yeah and I think what's most alarming about this would probably be two things. One is that there was such a huge amount of people, and I don't think we can ignore that. There was a huge amount of people who were willing to buy plane tickets, go to D.C., and storm into the Capitol and break federal law and do all these things because they felt that this was not a fair election, Um, which is just blatantly not true, of course, and we all know that. And I, I think the second thing is that this was pretty, it was pretty clear that this was going to happen, right? Like, there were plans all over social media, like, it was a pretty, like, popular thing. A lot of conservatives were saying, like, wait until January 6th, wait until January 6th. It was this big thing, and so the fact that the Capitol wasn't prepared for this, I think, is something that needs to be addressed and fixed in the future, not to mention the fact that, I mean, if these were, like, Black Lives Matter supporters, or if these were, like, People of color, honestly, like, I think this would have turned out so differently. And we can't ignore that, like, our nation's capital, essentially, from my perspective, turned a blind eye to, like, ethnic terrorism and white supremacy and, um, semitism and, and such a dark thing. And I, I just, I can't wrap my head around that.
1: Yeah. I was at a loss for words. Amanda called me and she said, like, turn on the news. And,. I was in shock to find out that this was happening. I I knew that Trump was holding a rally. I knew he was going to make false election claims. It's sad that that's the norm, but that's what it is at the moment. I never, ever would have guessed that Trump would incite a riot and that people would, would break the law and storm the Capitol. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly this has never happened in the history of our country have americans stormed the capital the last time this happened was, was i believe 1814 and that was the british attacking america and storming the capital so if that doesn't prove that this is an act of terrorism mm-hmm. then i i don't know what is
0: no absolutely and it's like just unbelievable that this happened and that this was the response to it, sort of this. I mean, there's this one like horrifying video that kind of runs through my head whenever I think of this, and of course we we cannot ignore the like anti-Semitism and the white supremacy that was very like present in that Capitol that day, and um there's this video of this um you know Capitol police officer, and he's standing and he's he's telling this like. A group of like you know a hundred like terrorists staring him down and he's telling them to move telling them to get out and they're all screaming like things at him and he just runs and he he just runs away from these people and it's like yeah I mean how could you not I mean these people are just so such horrible disgusting awful human beings and the fact that this happened on American soil, like at our capital, is just extremely disheartening, and I think we need to take a big, long look at ourselves and and make some serious changes.
1: Not only that this happened, but that we let it happen. Yeah, I mean, not only the fact that the Capitol police and and the D.C. police and the National Guard weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. Like they were for the Black Lives Matter protests, mm-hmm. they knew people were coming from all over the country. They knew these people have a history of being armed. Yeah, they knew that they were fed up with Trump. Like these signs were here, mm-hmm. and and no preemptive action was taken. Yeah. Secondly,
0: it took hours for for the National Guard to be called in. Well, at first they they, if I if I'm understanding the situation correctly. Um, The National Guard was was requested pretty much immediately. And the first request was actually denied by the Department of Justice. And that request was made, like, at the beginning of these... Of this insurrection. Like, saw what was happening, and at first they decided that they didn't need the National Guard. And I think that just paints this, like, bigger problem.
1: Yeah. But also the fact that, like, it took Mike Pence... Mm-hmm. Calling in the national guard. Our our president couldn't even do the bare minimum of his job and and call it in. And he it took him hours to respond with a video message, denouncing these attacks. Pre-recorded. A pre he couldn't even go on live TV and answer questions about it. It it's it's disgusting, and I I like wish there was a stronger word because yeah, this isn't what a president does. No, the base of his job is to serve the American people. And he didn't, he served himself. And mm-hmm. we're just going to play a quick clip from his video where, um, he posted about in response to capital, um, uh, the Capitol rioters, And I just want you guys to listen to it and, and understand like how terrible this response was.
2: I know you're hurt. We had an election from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. We
0: love you. Seriously? Like, we love you? Are you are you kidding me?
1: He told rioters and domestic terrorists they're special and he loves them. And let's get
0: one thing straight, okay? No. It was not Antifa at the <laughs> Capitol. No. That is not true. Let's keep seeing this picture of, like, the guy with the Face paint and like the hat or whatever, and then they have a picture of him at a Black Lives Matter protest saying, Look, this guy's Antifa. Um, no, the <laughs> first picture was of this guy at the Black Lives Matter protest holding a QAnon sign. <laughs> like, he's always been a QAnon supporter, he's always been of the alt right, and they're trying to twist it, trying to be like, No, it's Antifa. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. So, let's get that clear, okay? So, we're not going to try to play that game. <laughs> I
1: I just, I remember, like, I was glued to the news the entire day. And I just remember, like, I saw Biden's speech and I'm like, that's a presidential remark.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, that's
1: what you say when this is happening. We kept waiting and waiting and waiting for Trump to respond finally not on live tv not answering questions he sends a tweet of this video saying that he loves his supporters he loves these you know criminals and and terrorists who who broke into the capitol not only that but he kept on his his tirade of that this was a fraudulent election mm-hmm. he he did the below the bare minimum the only thing that was semi good about that is that he said go home that was it, but he he did not own up to his actions. He did not own up to their actions, and and I just can't help thinking it it looked like a, you know a parent you know comforting their toddler. You're special. Mm-hmm. We love you. Like this is
0: not how a president is supposed to act. And, and especially when it when it's blatantly clear that his actions his words led to this and i think there is this proves that there is a danger a, an, a, an actual danger of like qAnon and like conspiracies of the alt right and i i'm trying to be very careful in making sure that like you know it, it's not all republicans but it is a big percentage of them and i think that it's it's extremely dangerous because when you tell people that you know their election has been stolen from them and they're losing american democracy is it inevitable Oh, I think a little bit that like your supporters are going to be angry and and that isn't what they did was was wrong and there will never be an excuse there will never be a justification and I hope that all of them spend a day in the criminal or spend years in the American criminal justice system the rest of their lives preferably like I think but I mean all of this was inevitable based on on Trump and other Republicans actions and I think it shows that QAnon and conspiracy theories of the alt-right are lethal.
1: I definitely agree and what more so than that, and even more so than, than trump 's role in in spreading these conspiracy theories and lies about the election, was the fact that major g o p people let it happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: Not only did they not um, feud it, they encouraged it. I yeah. mean, it took Mitch McConnell until like the day of election certification to directly speak out against trump trying to to steal the election multiple senators a ton of congress people were in favor of overturning election results like this is not okay If, if these representatives chose not to indulge trump i guarantee you we would not have had what happened on january 6th these I people agree. felt emboldened by their president. They felt emboldened by party leaders. And that's what led them to do this. We, we can't underestimate the influence elected officials can have on the American people, especially if they're peddling conspiracy theories.
0: Well, yeah, I think, like you, Sarah, I was glued to my TV, like, days after it, too. Like, And I remember, you know, they, they went back into the into Congress, and they continued voting, which I thought was pretty, like, powerful. But also, I thought that when I heard Ted Cruz say, you know, that he still voted to investigate this election, like, I, I felt very angry, because these people peddled conspiracy theories, and most people, like, although I hate him, like, I thought that Lindsey Graham's response was so well done in terms of like how Republicans should have responded to this, and too little, too late. And I think a lot of people are jumping ship because they want to be reelected, which I think is bullshit. And you're seeing that like Lindsey Graham can't even like walk through the airport without being like harassed. And
1: isn't it true that Lindsey Graham is with Trump right now in Texas? Yeah. I give props to Lindsey Graham for that speech. It was a great yeah. speech. He said what needed to be said. But most other GOP senators, no especially spine. prominent ones, there is no spine. He has no backbone. He he doesn't stand by his words. And it's just mm-hmm. upsetting. Yeah. The only one I, I have respect for right now is Mitt Romney. <laughs> because he, he said, he had, a, he had a very damning speech. And he said, this is on Trump. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is on Trump and we need to not forget that. And he's stood by those words and he stands by those words most of the time. And and but the other a lot of other Republican senators especially don't stand by their words.
0: No. And it's so close it's so far.
1: Yeah. It's great that you can like condemn him this one second when the entire country hates him, but then you immediately flip over. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we need to do as voters you know, as Americans is keep these people accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're from Wisconsin, like Ron Johnson, you're Bye. up, you're up for election in 2022. So I hope you had a good time because you're done. Bye. <laughs> because done. you, you proved your, your, you showed your colors, you showed your, your lack of spine and we are going to vote you out. And and mm-hmm. that's what we need to say to these senators. Yeah, Absolutely. So now let's, like, start talking about impeachment. So right now the Democrats are, you know, presenting the articles of impeachment. Uh, They are saying that Trump should be impeached under incitement of insurrection. So what that means is, so incitement is, means provocation of unlawful behavior. So provocation of unlawful behavior is basically... It's, it's action or speech that makes someone annoyed or angry, especially deliberately. And, you know, you guys heard what Trump said earlier. He, he riled people up. He said, you know, we're angry. We have every right to be angry. Let's go to the Capitol. Like, let's, let's show our strength. So to me, that sounds like incitement. Uh, an insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. That's what happened. These people had weapons. They destroyed the property. They broke into the Capitol. They, they threatened the, the safety of our lawmakers. And and they hurt and killed Capitol Police. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> uh, that's what it sounds like. So it's about 1 p.m. on Wednesday the 13th of 2021. And, you know, they're arguing these impeachment articles now. I think it's going to pass through and I think it should pass through because if if that's what they're arguing, it seems pretty clear and, and, and cu- clear cut and simple to me.
0: And that's why I hate party politics. And don't get me wrong. I love politics. Right. But like, I hate party politics because Trump very clearly did something wrong and very clearly deserves to be impeached and convicted and kicked out of office. Cut and dry and clear. And I, no matter your political opinions where you fall and like if you like him or not like very clear to me that that should happen what's more clear is the 25th amendment but of course that's been ruled out but you know i don't think lindsey graham or all these people i don't think they're gonna vote for him to be impeached and that's the problem is that people can't set aside their politics to admit that something's wrong and to to get rid of a danger to the American political system.
1: Yeah, just a quick explanation of the 25th Amendment. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's basically when the vice president and members of the cabinet try to invoke the 25th when the president is, is deemed incapable of performing the duties of their job. It's put up to a vote by Congress, and and basically it transfers the powers of the president to the vice president while the current president is still alive. Personally, I think Mike Pence should have tried to invoke the 25th. I think that this, you know, Trump refusing to concede the election, trying and failing and trying and failing to, you know, incite violence and to overturn fair, a fair and free election, prove that he is not up to task. He, well, he also didn't call in the National Guard when he should have. He didn't call the protesters when he, sorry, the rioters when he should have, and, and that proves he he's not fit for duty unfortunately that doesn't seem at all likely to happen pence has made it very clear that he will not be pursuing that route so it's up to congress to to do impeachment to impeach him and and to convict him Mm -hmm. if we're really gonna be about law and order if we're gonna
0: be about following the rules of the constitution we have to vote trump out (laughs) yeah and i think. Well, one, like, this just sets a precedent that I think is very clear that needs to be made. Um, But also, Donald Trump is just clearly not, not stable to be running this country. He's upset that he lost, and he's letting that affect the way that he runs our country. And that was very clear because very reliable sources from the White House said that Donald Trump told Mike Pence that you could either be a patriot or you're a blank, I won't say the word, because that's inappropriate, but the P word. Yeah. He said that. The President of the United States was coercing the vice president to overturn a free and fair election which he has no power to do obviously he's not stable enough to be the president any longer
1: yeah so you know we're gonna we're gonna stay on top of this impeachment proceedings i i definitely see it passing through the house with some republican support there's a republican from wyoming i can't think of her name off the top of my head right now but she is is strongly in favor of impeachment there's probably about a dozen others who are going to vote in favor of impeachment. I will be very surprised if a conviction occurs, mm-hmm. because that's two-thirds of the Senate. Democrats only carry half. Barely. So, I mean, at least Mitch McConnell has said he'll let it be heard on the floor. That's, that's a good thing. But, yeah, I, I'd be surprised, but I think it still needs to be done. Mm-hmm. We need to set a precedent that... If you break the law as president, you are going to face the consequences.
0: Regardless of political party. Exactly. Okay, so now we are going to talk about a little bit of a more lighter, but definitely, like, <laughs> pressing topic, which is this discussion over big tech and how, and, like, censorship, I guess you could call it. So essentially what happened was, well, Sarah, you can explain what happened. Yeah, so Donald Trump got banned
1: at first, from Twitter and Facebook for 12 and 24 hours respectively on, I think, the night of January 6th. And, you know, his tweet stayed up, but he couldn't tweet anymore uh, and he couldn't post anymore. And then, you know, the following day, they uh, allowed him back on Twitter and then Facebook banned him until after the inauguration on the 20th and Twitter eventually followed suit now all major social media platforms have banned him from posting, so he's effectively lost his, you know, main connection to the American people which was through social media. And a lot of people have a lot of differing views on on what happened.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think there are there are kind of two sides of this, and I think one of the sides is this discussion on like the prevalence of these big social media tech companies But I think first and foremost, I stand firmly in like agreement with this ban. I think that Donald Trump is dangerously tweeting things that have no truth behind them. And I think that these social media companies did the right thing. To be completely honest with you, I can 100% acknowledge that there is a little bit of a liberal bias in big tech. I mean, most of the big tech companies are pretty liberal and I can definitely acknowledge that. However, I also, by that same token, do not believe that conservatives are being censored to the degree that they think that they're being censored. Um, I don't think that this is like turning us into like communist China. <laughs> Honestly, what I think is a kind of ironic about that sentiment
1: that a lot of conservatives say that big tech censoring people is making us communist the only reason big tech can censor people is because we're capitalist. Exactly. We have private media companies like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and they have every right fought for by Republicans and conservatives to censor whoever they want. The First Amendment only protects the government from infringing on your right of free speech. Companies can do whatever the heck they want. And while I am, you know, more liberal and leftist and, and would love to have regulations on companies a lot of conservatives don't and because you're fighting for a little regulation you have to take the fact that companies are allowed to censor you this isn't a a you know a public media company this isn't a, a public broadcasting company they can do whatever they want with their platform and and as consumers we have to take it
0: Yeah, I agree. And this is 100% not a discussion on, like, freedom of speech at all. Because, first of all, like, Donald Trump still has the freaking White House that he can... Whatever. The the press corps. The press corps that he can go and talk to. Like, he's not... Social media is not his only way to, like, talk to the people. Mm -hmm. And so, this is not a freedom of speech issue. I also believe that this is a direct thing that happens under capitalism. Like, also... Twitter has the right to do whatever they want. And you had a Twitter account. You agreed to what they wanted to do and you broke their terms of service and you're kicked out. Same thing as if you were at like the, you know, pump it up or whatever and you were (laughs) jumping without socks on and they asked you to leave. I mean, you break their rules, you leave. You're not entitled to be there. It's a
1: private company. Exactly. And that's what we need to remember with these social media companies. And if you don't like that, then vote in people that are going to change that. I guess that's kind of where, where I'm at. And so I will stand by the fact that, personally, I would love if there were regulations on 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 these companies to, to promote free speech. We don't currently have those regulations, mm-hmm. and that's what the law is. So you can't make up this, and you can't try to invoke the First Amendment when the First Amendment doesn't protect your right to speak on a private platform. So that's kind of what I'm going to say about the legality of this ban, Personally, I think it's too little, too late. Oh, I yeah. I think Twitter and Facebook from the beginning of of Trump spewing these conspiracy theories about the election should have have banned him or should have at least started earlier with their, you know, little warning that this is a fraudulent claim because that has very dangerous consequences as we've seen.
0: Yeah. And I think just kind of like going further in depth in this topic. So there is an app called Parlor and it was basically like a bunch of conservatives decided we're being censored on, um, under big tech. So we're going to create our own social media network. It's called Parlor. And it's been, I believe it's been a thing for like a year. Yeah. And so it's primarily just like Republican conservative voices and, um, the debate going on. So basically, um, Apple and Amazon and the other places where this app was on they said you have after January 6th they said you have one day to clear your social media website from all of its incitement of violence and violent posts and like posts that like support the coup and all those things or we're taking it off the app store off of the Amazon app store off of you know the website off of everything and, and it's gone and it's done. So they had twenty four hours to do that. And the argument that the um CEO of parlor she said on an interview with her and she said that because they're big on privacy they had pe- like people run parlor it's not like computer generated like on twitter um they have like computer they have a computer that like generates like things and they say like oh this is a false claim this is violence like those things that's all done by a computer but since parlor like is ran by people and not honestly not as secure as twitter i i'm just gonna say that like whether or not you agree with tech, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said that it wasn't physically possible for people to go through and, and look at it in 24 hours. And so they took her, they took the um, app down. And to me, my response to that is if your social media platform can't effectively get rid of violence and domestic terrorism on your website, then it shouldn't exist.
1: And again, I, I go back to the fact Parler is still if parlor could be independently accessed it would be but the fact is we have large companies like google like the app store like google play like amazon that have control over how these these websites and these apps are shared and they have made the decision to, to remove parlor it's not a government it's not up to the government to, to do so and you can criticize the app store you can criticize you know google for for removing the website, you could do whatever you you'd like with that, but they do have the legal right to do so, mm-hmm. and I guess that's kind of the point that we're we're trying to hit home here is that yes, in terms of the right to free speech, it is you know kind of going against that, but it's legal it's it's legal and it's it's practical and it makes sense for Google and App Store and Google Play to ban parlor it's bad for their reputation it's bad for their platform so they're going to do so yeah
0: parlor was the website that they organized a domestic terrorist attack on the united states so yeah it's gonna be taken off the effing app store if that's a problem (laughs) don't buy an iphone like i don't know what to tell you like you're a consumer you have choices like that's capitalism and trust me like i don't like capitalism (laughs) so like i'm just as angry as you for different reasons but it's like the hypocrisy from conservative standpoints. Like, you stand by capitalism, you stand by freedom of choice, you stand by those things, and... Exactly. That's life. but The the same freedom of speech that allows people
1: to say racist comments and plan a coup is the same freedom of speech that lets these companies ban that from happening. Exactly. And freedom of
0: speech is give and take. Absolutely. But I will admit, just by personal, like, opinion... I think that the decision to remove Parler was actually extremely dangerous. I do understand it, and I I do, like, stand behind it for the most part. My fear and my problem is that this is forcing more of these, like, QAnon, like, alt-right supporters to feel as though their beliefs aren't being heard and to feel as though the government's against them, which is clearly not true. The consequence of that is... The, the consequence of that is that these people are going to go to more like underground places. They're going to find more support and they're going to get more emboldened and they're going to get more violent and more angry. And I do firmly believe that that's that's dangerous because I don't think these people are very educated, these these QAnon supporters and. And they're very easily manipulated, in my personal opinion. And I I think that's a big part of these conspiracy theories is distrust and manipulation. And it's really dangerous. And as we've seen, it's lethal.
1: Yeah, I, I think we I wish I had a solution for the future. I wish there was a way to to kind of lead us away from these conspiracy theories. But the fact of the matter is, Trump was very successful in getting people to distrust Facts mm-hmm. I mean, we sit in our government class and we have to you know walk on eggshells and tiptoe around facts, yeah because everyone has a has an opinion on on scientific and and proven facts, and I think that's our biggest problem here absolutely
0: but yeah, let us know what you guys are thinking if you guys liked this topic. If you have any responses to anything we've said, let us know on Twitter and tag us in your opinions. We'd love to see them all and we'll definitely be responding to some of those comments.
1: Yep, definitely follow us on Twitter. We are at gj underscore simply put pod. But uh, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Amanda. Have Have a a great great day. day.